Hello, welcome to the Oz Wargamer and the Age of Sigma Stats Centre. This is my intro, where, and I'm joined by the Twitch chat, as you can see here. Uh, and today's show, we're going to be looking at a bunch of events from around the world, specifically six countries and 254 players. We've got Lord of the Mounds, uh, which we covered on the Objective Zone uh, on Saturday, which uh, sorry, on Sunday, which you can go and fight, watch on the T Sports Network Twitter uh, Twitch account. Sorry, uh, we had the Bendigo Bush Bash, Shakespeare Invitational, U.S. Open, Kansas City, Molehammer, Halloween Spectacular. There was an event in France uh, with 26 players, but unfortunately, they didn't have any lists. Uh, available to us so yeah um, loads of people playing around the world and an exciting time for Age of Sigmar let's dive into the list I hope I hope the Eumetrica lists have finally started to take shape let's find out our first event that we're going to be looking at is Lord of the Mounds 6 now you might be like oh, that seems kind of familiar well because this was actually um, already covered on the T-Sports Network's Objective Zone. So every Sunday, we cover events from around the world, and we live stream in games, and then we do some commentary on it. Um, and so we already covered this event, so shout out to Eric, uh, who was running the event, and also Liara, who was our table boss. Danny, who won the event, there's also an interview with him at the end where he talked about his final game. In order to win, he had to play against Stormcast Eternals, and he did some big yeeting with some... Uh, Gore Grunters, really fun game. There were some real big moments. Uh, I very much enjoyed it. So Danny was running Iron Jaws. He was running Iron Sun, so charging your opponents. At the end of your opponent's charge phase, he had a Mega Boss and more Crusher with a Master of Magic and the Arcane Tome. That Arcane Tome actually maybe won him the game. The ability to cast uh, the great big green hand of Gore, he teleported a unit of Gore Grunters. He teleported them outside of 12 inches of his opponent. And because that happens in the hero phase, he then mighty destroyed that unit of gore grunters and they move nine inches which means he's four inches away from his opponent's back lines which meant he was able to charge in killed law relictor and also a um uh what's it called uh oh no uh, uh my brain has absolutely gone at the start of the show come on uh something it was something uh a, st a storm cast dragon rider with a lance forminator let's go Absolutely got there. Um, very important uh, day one results, of course. I will. Uh, in the rest of the list, so actually that Master of Magic Great Big Green Hand of Cork was incredibly important for the victory. So something to think about there. Two War Chanters, uh, three times five Uruk Ardboys, uh, and they were uh, just in the Battle Regiment, and then three units of six Gore Grunters that were all in Bounty Hunters. So yeah, just uh, a really solid army. We've seen, we've seen uh, an Iron Jaws army like this do really well. I think that they're fairly honest. They've got a lot of output. They've got some problems as well. Uh, they're definitely going to very much struggle to like hit things at the back of the board. If you can screen well, thank you to Fisher Painting for resubscribing. Uh, and therefore, But Smashing and Bashing is quite good. Smashing and Bashing actually got an upgrade in the Battle Scroll uh, because it overrides Strike Glass effects uh, now, which is uh, really, really effective. So uh, great. And uh, big congratulations to Danny for doing so well there. Now, Dennis, or oh, Dennis, we saw playing round one of Objective Zone yesterday. And he was running Lumineth Realm Lords, uh, Yometrica, and he was running Teclis, Avlanor, the Stoneheart King, and an Alarith Stone Mage. Then he had two units of ten Alarith Stone Guard, and then five, two units of five Alarith Stone Guard. And then he had the Rune of Petrification, which is a bit of a Josh Jenkins, where he loves uh, running the Rune of Petrification. It's effectively an AoE Mortal Wound Bomb spell. On a 4+, plus, you take D3 Mortal Wounds at the beginning and the end of each movement phase so it actually can proc twice so for 40 points it's pretty nuts how much damage it does like 
really nuts how much damage it does especially when you've got people like Teclis who can cast it on a very high casting value um, which is very very strong um, and it's 40 points so it's basically the points you have left over in your army roughly um, and obviously it keys in really nicely with Teclis's ability to do an AoE damage from the, from Searing White Light which is his War Scroll spell so now you've got two AoE mortal wound, atta mortal wound attacks happening at the same time and then it's just like let's go it's points are not perfect whoever says that uh, Dennis played this uh, army really well but he played a game, great game against Gear uh, where Teclis died in the first turn but it didn't really matter but because he's playing Eumetrica uh, the Stone Guard and also the Stoneheart King who reduce um, so ignore Rend 1 without ignoring Rend 2 um, they, uh, as well as a bunch of other bonuses they were getting like plus 1 to wound and also plus 1 to the wounds characteristic of a single unit and then the Stoneheart King was making uh, enemy units minus 1 to hit within range so it's kind of a, a big defensive castle and it does a lot of damage in combat specifically because of the mortal wounds that you get from that out of the stone guard um that are two wounds a piece so they're 20 uh, 20 wounds for unit of 10 on a four up armor save with a four up ward um when they're near an objective uh, ignoring mortal wounds and obviously normally a five up ward from techless so a really strong powerful defensive build uh, and that's defensive enough that maybe even complain to bounty hunters if bounty hunters goes away in the next ghb then stone guard get even better um worth mentioning if teclis is FEQ to know all spells he can also give uh mortal wounds of fives to the stone guard correct thank you aldum um uh yes when contesting an objective uh you can also shoot them that's also true yeah that's fair that's a fair point um, and then the rune has been such a staple for me, a good consistent spell. So that's JP in the chat. So a lot of people uh, are really enjoying, uh, and Aldum in the chat is a long range on the cast on the rune as well. It's an 18 inch cast and it affects units within six inches. So, and it, and it procs twice. So really, really strong. Uh, and this went 5-0. So um, Gore Grunters 5-0 and new Luminath Realm Lords 5-0. Important to note this event wasn't using grand strategies and battle tactics from the battle tomes which in my personal opinion is the right way to play Zigmar at the moment but obviously everyone has their own uh, opinion on that um so there we go but 2000 points great great game um and yeah you can go back and watch both those two armies play on the live stream on the t-sports network right let's take a look at the 4-1 shall we so we had fire slayers uh, run by albin in third place he had a bunch of auric rune sons on magma droths um, Magma Dross doing really good, good at the minute. Some Volkite Berserkers um, uh, as battle line as well. But yeah, a bunch of Magma Dross doing really good. And that, that fantastic Molten Infernoth doing the work. Gabriel Fielder was running Uruk Warclans. He had uh, some Uruks and some Gore Grunters. Uh, so the huge as we say. Uh, but no... Oh, yeah, he did have a Mega Boss with the Arcane Tome. <laughs> Just just the arcane term all the time. Uh, Alex Herbeck, who we saw playing in the final, was running Stormcast Eternals. He had a Celestine Prime, a Lord Relictor, a Battle Mage, two units of two Forminators, some Libs, some Vigilers. I really like the Vigilers. Vigilers really stood out to me in this game. Really fun. You shoot a unit and everyone else around you gets plus one to hit against that unit uh, until the end of that turn. It's really nice. Not that... Obviously, you've got all-out attack and you don't necessarily have tons of tons of units in a Stormcast Eternals army. But... And 195 points is expensive. But they've got two shots apiece, uh, and they've got Rend. So I quite like the Vigilers. I thought that they were quite a nice little tech piece in this list, which I hadn't seen before. So 
I really liked him. That was really good. Uh, Stian Egbertson was also running Stormcast, uh, Gardas, Draconis, Stormdrake Guard, and then six Raptors with long strikes. Gear was running Ineth Deepkin with the Achillean King, Volti, Lotan, uh, ten Namati Thralls, and then nine Morsar Guard. And then two units of three more Star Guard and some Tree Revenants. Really like what he did with this list as well. I like the double Tree Revenants for Barge Enemy Lines for the additional point. I thought that that was really good. Uh, buffing up the nine Achille the nine more Star Guard uh, was actually really, really interesting uh, with the Achilling King and Volti and Lotan. So they get extra attacks, pluses to attack, pluses to wound. So, you know, you're really doubling down on just how much output those nine more Star Guard. Maybe this list was actually a little bit too early for the meta. Like, I think that this list is going to come into effect really heavily in the next two to three months. Um, when you've got Gargant standing on objectives and Slave Sedana standing on objectives, etc. Although we did see nine of them go into um, ten Stone Guard and not kill them. So, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're not the perfectly one, uh, but there we go. Um, uh, Tom Batsford uh, was running Sylvaneth, uh, and he had a Crunchbind Incarnate list. Uh, and Jesper Melanda, love that guy. Uh, he was running a Soulblight Gravelord's army in Legion of the Blood. Oh my god, that's so excited. Manfred, Neferata, Prince Vordry, Vampire Lord and Zombie Dragon, and then 2 times 10 Death Rattles, 3 times 10 Death Rattles, Corpse Car, and then the Horogast. Don't forget Legion of Blood. Is it Legion of Blood the way you get the additional Runaway? I'm sure it is. Legion of Blood, you get the additional uh, Runaway, I'm sure. Um, uh, ooh, Hero Hammock, Soul Blight. Yeah, that's so cool. But it also, it is. It is. So you've got Horogast, making it so you get, don't get Inspiring Presence, and D3 additional Runaway. But also in Legion of Blood, an additional D3 Runaway which is really great um, as they're kind of... I love that. Jesper just absolutely smashing it there. Love that. And it's all Hero Hammer. Manfred, great combat piece. Neferata with the uh, Ignore Ren spell. Vordry, great combat character. Vampire and Zombie Dragon. Um, and Jesper had a bad back, so he wanted a few minutes to move. Oh, lovely. Okay, well, great list and super fun. And he went 4-1 with it. Uh, so great. William Carber, Carheg with Skaven. Phenomenal Warbringer, Engineer, Thankwall, some Clan Rats. Uh, and some wall lightning cannons. Love that. That's great. Should be super happy with that. And then finally, Anton Sandstrom with Futhwan Ainetipkin. Um, five ala six Alapexes, some Thralls and Leviadon. That is so many shots. That's 24, 32 shots. 32 shots with a D3 damage at 24 inches. That's a withering, withering turn. Uh, really fun. Anyway, so that was uh, the Lord of the Mound 6, which happened in Uppsala. And again, if you want to go back and watch a, a load of that on Objective Zone, we've done that. Don't forget, um, uh, we're doing Objective Zone uh, streams from any events around the world. You've just got to get in touch with us. Um, and then we're going to help you do setup. Uh, you pay us some money, uh, and then we help stream your events. It seems like a fair deal. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Next up, we're going to Australia, and we are going to the Bendigo Bush Bash Bonanza quad bees there so this is in victoria in australia the bendigo boys have loads and loads of tournaments down there uh, amongst themselves which is really great and then when they travel over to like uh, cancom which is a big australian event they always travel as a big group so um there's lots of like competitive gaming there which means uh it's no surprise that we've seen like one of the newer armies do quite well at this event daniel edwards with his disciples of zinch cult of the transient form army so 
He's got a Fate Master, Kairos, and a Magister on Disc of Zinch. But unfortunately, it's an Incarnate list. So that's pretty much all I'm going to... And it's got a bunch of Acolytes in. The Incarnate is pretty important, I guess, in the Zinch army for its ability to, like, pin uh, your opponent in uh, so that you can just summon as much as possible and then shoot over the top. But ultimately, it's an Incarnate list like all the others. Okay, so let's look at the four ones. Oh, I made myself so loud to myself there. Uh, the four one section is where people won four and lost one. That's what it means. Uh, anyway, uh, and my apologies for everyone as this happens, but Dalton was running uh, an Incarnate list. Jason was running an Incarnate list. Uh, Damien Moosey was running an Adneth Deepkin list. And actually, we had a really good chat about um, the elements of this list. Had an Keelan King, Idol on a Mathlan, a Soul Render. It had one Alapex, 20 Thralls, another Alapex and another Alapex, and it had a Leviadon. And we really talked about, like, the Deepkin's win rate at the minute is between 45 and 50%. Like, it's okay, but I've rarely ever seen any 5-0s from Deepkin. Like, it's been very tough. And there's been lots of people who've been big Deepkin fans for a long time, trying their hardest. The Deepkin book is pretty good because it's not terrifying, but it also is performs pretty well. I think you've got to play really hard to do really well with Deepkin. And it would be interesting to kind of talk about the nuance of what it might require for Deepkin to just push past that glass ceiling. And I feel like uh, some points reductions, but there's been some good suggestions from the chat, specifically uh, that maybe we see more damage on eels, uh, maybe some more rend on some more units, or we get the Leviadon and the two Eidolons reduced down. We we'll want to see some of the main uh, combat units reduced, or the shooting units like Reavers or Thralls, mainly because, or, or eels, because effectively then all you're doing is spamming those units versus uh, making a more cohesive book. So uh, kind of interesting uh, point from the chat, um, uh, and uh, yeah, really fun conversation, but great work uh, on going... 4-1 uh, there, uh, Damien Moosey. Andy Rowe was running Nighthorn uh, Scarlet Doom, so he was running uh, 30 Blaze Guys Revenants, Cruel Gas Cruciator, and Alrak the Drowner. Now, Alrak is making a big, big splash right now. <laughs> he's in a boat. That's, that's my joke. He's <laughs> So he's got like a, a tele the ability to teleport to units around the board. Feels like that's actually quite useful for, for this Nighthorn army. Um, because you've got some ra real range and some ability to move around the board, especially on some of the battle plans. So I quite like Alrak the Drowner, and you can see it working really, really well here, um, uh, especially for some people who run double Cruciator. When you run the Cruel Gas Cruciator twice in the aura, you may... Yeah, the Scarlet Vroom. <laughs> Great joke. Yes, you could call this the Scarlet Vroom list. So Alrak down points. Uh, not down points. Alrak in the list, and I think that's a cool shout there. Uh, and then finally, in the 4-1 bracket, uh, Sebastian Ulrichs was running a uh, Crunchman Incarnate list. Anyway, if you get the opportunity to go over there, check out the Bendigo Boys stuff. Um, then they've got a YouTube channel, maybe a podcast as well, I think. Um, and yeah, um, and go see what those people are saying about all of their games. Okay, so our next event was the Scribe, uh, the Shakespearean Invitational, organised by Shakespeare himself. Um, somewhere in the world. I don't know where. It was in England, though. Like... Canterbury, is that a place? Uh, somewhere there. Anyway, there's 32 players playing. Loads of members of Team Lit, love those guys, um, uh, playing. But the big news of the day is our man, Owen Jackson. The Owen Jackson, if you happen to have um, if you happen to have the Owen Jackson emotes in the chat as we're going for this live, the Owen Jackson went 5-0 with, if you remember the show when we did the meme about Reign of Stars, he took the Reign of Stars list. So, from memes to dreams. Um, uh, that's a bit of Adam Mumford infecting everyone now. 
uh, all sorts. Gavin from the USA also infected everyone. There's people just taking all sorts of nonsense armies nowadays and just having adventures with them, and I love it. And Owen, who's been a perennial 4-1, um, has hit that 5-0 top, and I'm super happy for him. Uh, so, like, from me to him, my good and lovely friend, uh, I love you, and I'm super happy you got this. It's got to felt like everything finally came true, which was great. So, fantastic. So, uh, he was running Hammers of Sigmar, Celestine Prime on Star Drake with a Master of Magic in the Arcade Tome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then um, Celestial Blades, Celestine Prime, and the Slan as an ally. Two times five Liberators and the Dracothian Guard Formulators, a unit of four of them, so 460 points. How four Formulators are 460 points, I have no idea, but that's fine. And the unit of three Fast Riders. Now, the important part here is the Everblaze Comet and the Horror Gas Endless Spell, all in a Battle Reg. Get the choice to go first, if you want. You can drop the Comet with the Slan or with the Star Drake. Star Drake's giving plus one to cast out. Slan's got plus one to cast. Then you're doing... Then you're doing Comet's Call from the Slan, then the Celestine Prime's dropping down and doing AoE Mortal Wounds, and then the Celestine Prime is doing his shooting attack, Reign of Stars, which is what the name is lifted off, and then the Dracothian Guard are just doing four Mortal Wound shooting attacks, and then they're just charging in. Horogast is making it so you can't take Battleshot tests. Solid list, really fun, really interesting, absolutely devastating first turn alpha list. Like, really well put together. I'm super happy for Owen, who's kept running it, um, after we did the meme weekend, uh, I think he took it to one, two, and this is his third event. So he played it four in a row. I think this is his fourth, and on his fourth outing, I think I think he went four-one with it at Nova, no Nova, and maybe at Castle, um, and then he finally hit that big five-zero. So congratulations to him. Super cool list, and again, very much like we've seen from Gavin and a bunch of other people around the world. Um, Jeremy Vissier is a good example as well just just run some memes have some fun uh, because when it happens Rain of Stars going 5-0 is phenomenal stuff like it's pure peak memes I love it to pieces and shout out to Owen for doing it straight uh, right, okay into the 4-1 category into the 4-1 category and some very interesting news Matthew Davies Mr. Math Mallow one of my favorite people uh, was running Illumina Throne Lords Geometrica list, as was Shani, Shawnee Nishri, uh, who was also running Illumina Throne Lords. But the important news, Shawnee doing really well, going 4-1, super happy for you, you're great. She also brought her dog to the event, who was walking around. That's some big news. That's some big news, in my opinion. There we go, there's the dog. YouTube listeners, there's a very cute dog on the screen right now. Um, uh, the lists were... Um, Alarith Stoneguard, this is from Math Mallow. He ran double Alarith Stone Mage, Avalonor, and then double Calagrave. The the very like common uh, article, it seems, um, between all of these Lumina Throne Lords lists that are running Eumetrica, there's three now, 150241s, is using the command trait Unyielding Toughness, um, and then also using the artifact, the Molten Talisman. So Molten Talisman gives you plus one to wound your weapon profiles. And the Unyielding Toughness thinks, I, I think it gives you the ability to give one unit plus one to its wounds characteristic. So he had a unit of 15 Stone Guards. So they would have gone up from having 30 wounds to 45 wounds, which I think is um, uh, like, like yeah, the, uh, the really good 15, 10, 10. 
uh, and then five tree revenants. So that's Matt's list, like really effective, really competent. Uh, and then Shawnee's list was Eumetric again, Avalonor, Light of Altharian and Teclis, and then a Stone Mage and Calagrave, and then only three units of five Stone Guard and the Rune of Petrification. So you're really seeing some, you're seeing some real interesting elements in these different lists, but uh, they're also coalescing and making sense together like as what's really effective. Rune of Petrification, something we're seeing a lot. Stone Card, we're seeing a lot. Calagrave and Stone Mage. Uh, again, the Molten Talisman, again. Lore of the High Peaks, Unbreakable Stoicism, so that's an immune to Battle Shock spell, uh, again. And then uh, Avalonor making it into all these lists, that minus one uh, to hit Aura. The damage from Avalonor, the survivability of Avalonor, like just some really great stuff, right? Um, really, really strong, really interesting, and they're all doing really well. Um, uh, so, yeah, absolutely love that. Uh, Baz Norman was running Marathi and the Bow Snakes. Lovely to Baz. Baz, unfortunately, lost to Owen, or fortunately lost to Owen, so Owen got his big 5-0 um, there. Greg was running Stormcast Eternals. Greg, Greg, Greg. Greg's just great. I don't know if you know Greg, but he's great. Uh, was running four Storm Drake Guard, and Nidraconics with the Master of Magic and Archetome, uh, then Gardas and the Lord Castellan, and then some Vanguard Raptors. Uh, Greg, remember, Team Wales. So I assume uh, he's practicing some uh, some lists for the Six Nations event, which no one knows about. Uh, and then um, then Mark Brooks, uh, lovely fella, was running Magikin of Nurgle. Um, you're really strong. <laughs> he was running Blessed Sons. He had Blob, he had Gertrot Spume, Orgots, Morbidex Twice Born, and a Great Unclean one. And then he was also running three times ten Rotmire Creed. And as a battle line choice, this is actually really, really interesting because the battle line for uh, the battle line for Nurgle is is really, really effective. It can be Puskal Blight Lords. It can be uh, Blight Kings. It could even be Beast of Nurgle in the if you have Horticulture General or maybe in the subfaction. I can't remember. But like the Rotmire Creed, and you got Plague Bearers as well. They've got like a real like line of utility in their battle line units. But the Rotmire Creed is great as a battle line unit because number one, it's very very cheap. It's 125 points for a unit, which is one of the cheaper battle line units. Which means then you get to take a host of characters like the Great and Clean one. Um, at Blob and Orgots and Morbidex, who took all three Magoth Lords and a Great Unclean one, so you've got four monsters there. Um, you also do loads of disease points with the Rock My Creed, so the Rock My Creed can either be like a situational little choice, also add some shooting into the Nurgle Force as well, and then it spreads the disease around really effectively. I'm unsurprised that this did really well. Mark's a competent player, um, but also this Rock My Creed little pick is really fun. Uh, and I really like it. Those are all the four ones at uh, the Shakespeare Invitational. Um, uh, seems like everyone had a really nice time. And uh, I'm sure there might be more in the future. But it's an Invitational. So wait to be invited, I guess. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, I hope everyone had a great time. And yeah, on to the next event. Okay, over at a US Open Kansas City event. Which is one of those uh, events. Games events are always like where absolute sharks go and beat up some seals. Uh, in what I can only describe as nonsense behavior. Like, stop it. You know you are. Stop it. Yeah, it's just just like running three intro games and then having to play your friends in round four and five. Feels like, feels ridiculous. Anyway, uh, the 5-0s at this event, this is in Kansas, uh, was Gavin with Marathi and the Bow Snakes. What a superstar. What a charming individual. I got the opportunity to hang out with this guy recently and they say don't meet your heroes, but it's fine. Like, just great people. Uh, Emma Mangles, also got to hang out with her recently. Great human being. Um, Maggie King and Nurgle, 
easy peasy, not difficult. She had the, if it was an incarnate list, so like, screw you. Dom, Tom Guan was running Daughters of Cain. I assume it was Marathi and the Bow Snakes. Like, like, love Tom, one of my co-hosts for this year. Oh, no, he didn't. He did the High Gladiatrix list. Oh, I'm so happy. Okay, so he was running High Gladiatrix, Slaughter Queen, Cauldron of Blood with the Arcane Tome, Covenant of the uh, Iron Heart. Then he was running an Iron Scale with a Zealous Orator, which is a four-up rally. Two lots of ten sisters slaughter, 30 witch elves, and then two lots of ten blood sisters, so the fighty snakes. And then the Avatar of Cain Heart Fury. Love that list. That's actually super fun. That's super fun as a list. So well done to Tom there. Um, all these sharks are great people. I'm confused. They are great people. But this is super nice. Uh, this guy's super mean to me once, so I'm just not going read to read his stuff out. Sean Clark. Um... Uh, was running Stormcast Eternals. He had a Relictor, some Libs, uh, two lots of four storm Drake Guard. Dear God. Dear God. Um, they're very cheap. Uh, Joe Cryer, what a babe. Uh, he was running Kairos, Fluxmaster. Does anyone in the chat and who's watching this video or listening to the podcast right now, without looking, able to tell me what a Fluxmaster looks like? That's my challenge. If you're like, I definitely know. Before you start to talk about it, let me know. But, um, uh, yeah, anyway, so there's the Fluxmaster with the Eternal Shroud. Uh, so he's going to be able to recycle um, re recycle Destiny dice. Kairos will generate new Destiny dice. Uh, the disc is in it. He's the guy on the disc. What a, what a description for a Zinch army. Um, uh, then you've got a Magister on a disc of Zinch. Uh, with Arcane Sacrifice, and then Gaunt Summer on Discus Inch. 30 Acolytes, uh, two lots of 10 Acolytes. Oh, wait, no, wait. just three lots of 10 Acolytes, sorry. 10 Ungor. Wait, I'm sure he had 30 Acolytes. No, Chronomantic Cogs, Burning Sigil, and then six Skyfires. Now, I actually think Skyfires are trashed here, um, but I spoke to Joe about this, and he said that he found them really, really effective in the game. So, something to learn there. And two units of Battle Reg. Uh, in his list as well. So well done to Joe. Uh, Leo's running Stormcaster Turn, or El Miller, sorry, was running uh, Breaker Tribe, which I assume was some bigs, like it was some Gargants. So well done to him. Gatebreaker, Gatebreaker, Gatebreaker. It was an incarnate list, actually. So who knew? Uh, well done to El, Triple Gatebreaker. <laughs> uh, Leo, let's go, Leo. Leo Rutunin from the South London Legion um, uh, is Celestin Prime, Night Draconis, Sandstar Master. Three units of Stormdrake Guard and the Everblaze Comet. So almost almost a Reign of Stars list, but with some Stormdrake Guard as well. Um, their Stormdrake Guard is so good, aren't they, for their points? Like, people love them. Uh, Vito was running an interesting Lofnir Fire Slayers list, uh, which was... Which was... Something I haven't opened up as a list. Something good. It was something good. It was Vito. Vito was my favourite list so far this week. Uh, Auric Runefather, Magmadroth, Runemaster, Battlesmith. Runes on a Magmadroth, Volkai Berserkers, and then 15 Hearthguard Berserkers with two lots more of 10. Um, I, I said that I, I think anyone doing right well right now with Fire Slayers is doing really well because you don't have... Like, you, your Bounty Hunters is just going to get you. It's just really impressive, in my personal opinion. Jared Brown with Lumineth Realm Lords uh, and Derek Center with Lumineth Realm Lords. Um, one was running Zytrek and a bunch of... Uh, sorry, one was running Helon and having a bunch of Sentinels potentially getting extra shots while within six inches. And the other one was running some Starshard Ballistas 
some uh, Wardens and some Dawn Riders uh, with the Light of Altharion. That's the Light of Altharion. We've seen that twice now in the game. That's crazy. Uh, Johnny Britton was running Sons of Behemoth. Um, and then Ravin Cavin was running, Ryan Cavin, sorry, was running Flesh Eater Courts. And he's running Hollow Morn, uh, which is a very interesting list, if I can find it. Uh, nope. Uh, here it is. Uh, Abhorrent Art Regent twice, Abhorrent Ghoul King, and then a Ghoul King on Terrorgeist, and then Kado. But, uh, yeah, and then Kritzer. Six, uh, six Crypt Flares, and then two lots of ten Crypt Ghouls. Honestly, I don't know how I feel about this list. I don't really know what it does. Summons a lot, I guess. Because um, there's lots of characters to summon quite a bit here. Abhorrent Ghoul King on Terrorgeist is really, really fighty. Kado's really fighty. Kritzer? is an ally and I don't know what that does like this is one of those lists where I'm like what the hell it went 4-1 though so congratulations to him because that's amazing work that's everything at the US Open well done to them our next event our next event was in is in Norway was in Norway it, it the one I'm talking about is therefore is but it happened in Norway in the past so it was it was in Norway and it's the Mjoshammer AOS Derby 2 and it features Lassie Kohlberg going 5-0, and he was running a Hallowed Knight Stormcast Eternal list with Guard of Steel Soul and Knight Draconis, four Storm Drake Guard, two Storm Drake Guard, two units of five Liberators, and then five uh, Vanguard Raptors with Long Strike Crossbows. Yes. Uh, so, And there was no four ones. So again, Stormcast featuring very heavily. Very heavily. Quite interesting. We saw tons of storm drake guard in the previous edition of the game and now we're seeing still tons of storm drake guard in this version of the game the stonks on them are massive i really would buy them even now this christmas like around this time i think that you've still got i think you've got ages on them to be honest i think that they think it's fine but they feature so heavily in 5-0 lists if you look at their pick in all armies it's probably lower but they're very effective and I would definitely pick them. So that was over in Norway. So shout out to them. Uh, in fact, actually, I can do the next one right off the bat right now as well. Because the next one was the Halloween Spooktacular held here in uh, the held here in the TSN Arena. Uh, so shout out to uh, the or the TOs, which was me and Adam Mumford. Um, and the 5-0 from this event is actually pretty exhilarating. This is Daniil. And Daniil's got one of the first Legion of the First Prince 5-0s anywhere in the country uh, in, in the world sorry and it's pretty nuts leading the first prince he's got the blue scribes now that's the new blue scribes so don't forget they know the laws from two spell laws so they've got some real options on what they want to do in the game arcane sacrifice is obviously good not arcane sacrifice sorry arcane suggestion is obviously very good um d6 mortal wounds is obviously really good whenever you want to do that so that's really good then he's got slaves to darkness demon prince and get ready this may trigger some people, with the Mark of Corn, so that you cannot, um, you have to half charges within 18 inches, but he's also got the Arcane Tome, right, with the, um, so that's pretty good, uh, and therefore he's also got the Ruinous Aura, so he's got a 5-up Ward Save Aura, so you can't charge this army, or you can, but you half the charge distances, and then for every unit within 18, and then it's got a 5-up ward, and I'm not finished. He then had 10 blood letters and 2 units of 5 flesh hounds. Okay, fine. Fine, some battle line. Then he had 6 screamers of each, 6 more screamers of each, 
six more screamers of zinch after that an additional six screamers of zinch and then one two three four five units of three screamers of zinch bounty hunters expert conquerors and vanguard uh, and, and double vanguard so uh why did he have that right i'm calling a flavor judge i agree so you heart so what he did was he ran around the army like a castle so he basically put all of the screamers as kind of a front line moved them forward and then he would put the corn demon prince in front of it you would try to run towards it and charge them you'd fail all your charges then his screamers would fly over you and do mortal wounds because when they fly over you they do mortal wounds and they sometimes charge you and then do even more mortal wounds because when they fly over you in the charge phase they also take mortal wounds and then they would all have a five up ward save as well thanks to uh, this guy and then he would keep summoning uh horrors um from uh having the blue scribes from legion of the first prince so screamers loads of wounds in this army uh, all with a five up ward there's 160 wounds with a five up ward and they all do mortal wounds he can he can do on average about 20 mortal wounds in one movement phase 20 right absolutely nuts um uh that's only 380 pounds of screamer kits i agree shame the army's dead by january yes <laughs> so yeah uh there you go that's the list. Well, the army, yeah, so you can't use the Legion of the First Prince um, in the future, but what you can do is take 20 pink horrors in the host of blisters so you can't retreat from them and then just do the same thing. So you just charge in 20 pink horrors, get locked in combat, and then just fly as many screamers over as you can, and you can never move away from it. So there's that version as well. Uh, uh, so yeah, the Corn Demon Prince playing like a castle, but a really exciting list, super fun, uh, really really cool. And then the rest of the lists, uh, the four ones at the event was Mr. Matt Goldsborough uh, running Nighthorn, and he was running Quicksilver Dead. Um, and Matt and Daniil played against each other. Matt's only loss was to Daniil. He had a Krugas Crusader and Alrak the Drowner. Second time we featured Alrak. Um, and then three Spirit Hosts, two lots of ten Dread Scythe Haradins, and then one, two, three, four, five, six, seven Hex Wraiths. Seven Hex Wraiths. Um, seven units of five Hex Wraiths um, and some Banshees. And again, they would do something similar. They would move around, grab objectives, just playing a kind of different way. Really clever list to play um, and really good. A shout out to everyone else at the event, like Hazel, Dom, Josh Jenkins, Charlie, Toby, Aiden, Phil, Randy, Andum, Andy. Go on, Andy. Uh, Leighton, Ben, uh, all just great people. Uh, and I had a lovely time at that event. Finally, we had an event called the Corrupted Chalice. There wasn't many people. There's only eight players playing in England. But do you know what? Dean Bryan deserves his day in the sun. Let's go, Dean. Dean went 5-0 with the Soulblight Gravelords list from Vrycross Dynasty. Um, and he had Manfred von Karstein and a Vampire Lord. He had a Necromancer, Baladama, Radicar. 40 zombies, loads of death rattle skeletons, and then some grave guard. So good job, Dino. I don't know if you're listening to this, but absolutely smashing job. Uh, and then Mark Paul was running some Sylvaneth. Uh, he went 4-1, and he took a photo of his list, and then he had a Warsong Revenant, an Arch Revenant, Spirit of Durthu, some Tree Revenants, some Revenant Seekers, and some Great Bows. Wonderful stuff. Absolutely wonderful stuff. Right, well... What can we make of the uh, competitive scene this week? Well, Lumineth are landing with a splash or with a mountain. 
not really sure how to describe it. But it does seem like Stone Guard and Avalonor are definitely something to be conscious of. Absolutely brilliant stuff. Then you've got some memes becoming dreams. And I really, or they aren't memes and they are just dreams, something to be conscious of. Um, like, there's just some great uh, stuff happening. You've got all of the screamers, which is insane, doing really well. Then you've got Rain of Stars smashing it and having a great time. You've got fun, different dynamic lists doing well all over, which has been quite interesting. Sure, there's some incarnates, of course. Um, Zeems seem to be landing well um, and getting some event results. Lumeth Realm Lords landing, getting some event results. So overall, genuinely very interesting times. We're about to get new Saves of Darkness. We're about to get new Ogres. So... And then we're about to go kind of into the December period where games generally tend to slow down as well do tournaments. So you don't tend to get as much information. Then we get January, like lands with a bang and you get loads of event results. So I'm quite interested to see how we go into it because that gives... We've had Zinch, Lumineth, we'll have Ogres and Slaves to Darkness and all those books, as well as Gargans, of course, all those books people have had time to go through what I call the production meta and build all of those armies. And then there'll be a new GHB in January. So I've got to say, January is going to be crazy times i hope maybe all of the stuff that's currently good continues to be good makes sense i mean i don't think i've read a single seraphon list out today which is great news um and i love that uh, but like i think we're in a very exciting list writing time we're in a very exciting playing time uh we're in a very exciting kind of future leading into next year new ghb and i gotta give credit to games workshop for that like They've made loads of releases, and the releases definitely breathe new life into the game all the time. Uh, and then knowing that there's only like two months left on this GHB before the rumours of the the new... Well, we know the, the new GHB isn't a rumour, it's a fact. But we know the rumours are that Bounty Hunters and Galician Veterans go away, and it's a completely new game state, is actually pretty thrilling. Because that means even more list writing. So I'm actually... I, I'm very hype about the game right now, and I think it's in a great place. So there we go. That's my that's my outro. I want to say thanks to the Twitch chat for hanging out with me today, and I hope you've enjoyed today's show.